Colorado State Representative Susan Beckman, House District 38, I believe. Uh, Susan, welcome to the AmeriChicks. Good morning, Kim. So it's uh, you're, you're rocking and rolling down there already, aren't you? Uh, yeah, it's a busy week. The first uh, few days at the legislature is a lot of um, ceremonies and the swearing-in and the inauguration and speeches and everybody finding their seats. And, yeah, it's a, a very... Uh, Busy week, but no legislation uh, is being discussed quite yet. There have been some bills that have already dropped, though, hasn't there? Yeah, there's a list of bills that we will start looking at into next week. We pretty much know what their agenda is uh, going to be. Uh, Family leave, um, affordable housing. Uh, They'll be looking at some issues with oil and gas, um, lowering health care costs. Uh, pharmaceutical-type bills always come in. Um, we're trying to lower the cost of medication, but um, it'll be a very uh, left-leaning agenda this year, considering, you know, the makeup of the legislature, since we have 41 um, Democrat legislators in the House and 24 Republicans. And in the Senate, we have 19 senators that are Democrat and 16 that are Republican. So we're not in Kansas anymore. It's a very different makeup this year. Well, true. And just a point on Kansas, uh, I heard recently and checked it out that there was, I think, a, a something very disingenuous happened. There were three women, probably from this whole Emerge group. Uh, you know, there's been this Emerge group from mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton that they have been training women to run for office. And they really had a pretty successful election this last last time in many different uh, states, but Kansas typically is is a very red state. And there were three women that won as Republicans for the state legislature, and then in December they changed their affiliation to Democrat. And the people that I have talked with about that are, first of all, shocked, and second of all, they feel betrayed. Uh, And there's many that said this was not truth in advertising. So just that point, uh, I, I thought that was really interesting that what 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 had happened in Kansas. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe it, and it's it was very deceptive. And uh, I think the reaction of the people that live in their communities that they serve uh, will uh, be pretty harsh. Um, but during- they overreached, and you know, in Colorado, we've seen times um, when legislators they get very bold. And they don't think they have to represent the people that they serve, and they do things, and then we have recall elections. So it'll be interesting to see um, what happens. And um, when I when I read the articles, I think they will they will regret the day they did that. I think there will be some regrets. Yeah, I think that there will be because. Um as you mentioned, that was it was disingenuous when that particular uh, event occurred with mm-hmm. these three women. But talking about Colorado, you know, many of the things that you mentioned sound good: lowering health costs, uh, family leave, uh, you, you, when people have a baby. You know, certainly to be able to be with the baby, that sounds like you know something that would be important. Affordable housing. You know, all of these things sound really good, like they care about people. But uh, and uh, I'm going to work to get the author of an article, um, an article on soon, that had talked about Seattle, and that in essence it really was a homelessness industrial complex, 
Or I would submit to you, there's the affordable housing industrial complex. There are people that talk about compassion, but these government programs really are, um, there's bureaucrats and employees that make a ton of money off of these things that tug at people's hearts. And uh, typically, if government subsidizes something or takes it on, instead of solving the problem, you get a lot more of it. And the headlines look like we have more homeless here, we have less affordable housing, so we have more of the problem. And uh, we need to make the, the case that government is not the answer. And I know that that's typically in your wheelhouse, Representative Beckman. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, you know, what I have found is the more we feed with funding any of these areas, the more it grows. And the homeless population, we all know that there are a lot of our homeless that have migrated here from other places because Colorado has a very strong uh, highway for illegal drugs and a culture of drug use. And so a lot of our homeless are not from here. And um, they just come here because of the benefits, the cash benefits that they can actually get through human service departments. Um, and it's, a, it's an easier life here living in the rivers and the, the open space and um, in Colorado parks and, and along the trails than it is in other places. Because there are places that just don't have this kind of heroin use and uh, illegal fentanyl use and, and other things. So... Uh, I'm very cautious about what we fund because uh, if you if you water something, it grows. If you feed it, it grows, and that's what it seems like we have uh, in Colorado. And when I look at the budget, they uh, both the Senate or the House Majority Leader and this um, the Governor laid out a pretty aggressive agenda. And I can tell you, there's not there's not money to do that in our current budget. They are being, um, they, they want to grow government very, very quickly and um, significantly. They, uh, it'd be great. I mean, in a perfect world, everything would be, you know, wonderful. But a lot of these pro- programs cost a lot of money, and they only serve a few. And in Colorado, the cost of living is our biggest issue. For people that are, you know, working and just getting out of college and young families, they can't really handle more taxes or fees, right? AKA taxes. They can't handle them. And I know that the trends are we're getting young people into Colorado, but families. And I know people who are looking to leave Colorado because they can go to other states and live a good life and have a nice house for a lot less money. Well, I, and I submit to you that the cost, the housing costs are going up because of government intervention. And then um, mm-hmm. it sounds like what what will happen to try to do a workaround on Tabor with this particular uh, Democrat legislature is that instead of calling something a tax, they'll call, call it a fee. And the Colorado Supreme Court has said, hey, that's okay. But we mm-hmm. all know that it's basically the same thing. It is the, it's skirting the intent of Tabor. What Tabor says, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights is, politicians and bureaucrats and special interests, if you want to raise taxes, you just have to ask us first. But they're afraid that we might say no. Now, we uh, just to, we have about one more minute, uh, Representative Beckman. But uh, what message would you like to give to our listeners today regarding this upcoming legislative session? Um, be informed. 
if you see a bill that you don't like, please come down and testify on it. We are playing defense because of uh, the majorities in and all that the Senate and the House and the governor's office, and we need all the help from the community and all the help from the good citizens of Colorado that we can get because they are going to be very aggressive in their left-leaning, extremely left-leaning agenda, and it will negatively impact the state of Colorado, and it's going to cost a lot of money. We need help. So everybody, every citizen needs to do one thing a day to make sure that they protect, uh, you know, their family and their individual rights, and uh, so... Keep keep uh, track of what's going on at the legislature, and then just a, a quick email uh, to somebody to let them know that you are concerned about or you support what they're doing. So, Susan Beckman, thank you so much. Uh, I know you're going to be working really hard, and I wish you the best of luck. Thanks, Kim. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks.